Hey guys, this is Jordan, your show host, and also one of the founders of the Tribe Mastermind. I just wanted to give you guys a little shout out to let you know that we got something special going on with Tribe Mastermind. This is a high level mastermind for property management entrepreneurs that are interested in talking about the big picture. Yes, most certainly business, the tactical, the strategic, but also the big why behind why we're on this journey together. So if you're interested in learning more about Tribe, what this mastermind looks like, you can get more details at tribemastermind.com. Check it out. Love to see you there. And in this industry, honestly, either you grow or you die. I don't throw darts at a board. I bet on sure things. Read Sun Tzu, The Art of War. Every battle is won before it's ever fought. Think about it. Welcome, closers, to another episode of the Profitable Property Management Podcast, coming to you today from the world headquarters in Austin, Texas. I have my good friend, Alex Osinenko, in the office. Alex, thanks for stopping by, man. Hey, it's, uh, it's fantastic to be here. You know, it's always a privilege to be inside Jordan's factory and see how the sausage is actually made. There we go. This is how you This is how you cook it? Yeah. So we got a couple of things going on this week. We're doing a site visit for PM Grow tomorrow. Yes, we are. On-site, AT&T Conference Executive Center, walking through it, making sure everything looks good. We really are getting close to the ramp up for PM Grow. We've done a lot of work up to this point, but it starts to get more intense in these last few months. I want to cover that. I want to talk a little bit about sales about what we're seeing kind of working in the market in terms of the clients that are doing well and managing that sales function hiring and training bdms we're going to talk a little bit about uh, agency partnership model we're going to talk a little bit about where to start with growth we're going to talk a little bit about the narpm accounting standard we got a whole bunch of stuff that we're going to cover let's get right into it who are you most excited about hearing at pm grow when you and i are there we also get to listen and to learn from these folks. Give me some names of the sessions that you plan on being butt in chair and benefiting from. Mm. Well, let's, first of all, um, are we operating under assumption that every single one of you listeners knows what PM, or they know what PM Grow is? Ah, okay. Good, <laughs> Let, good let's point. Give it a bit, let's <laughs> give it a bit of explanation. So back, back in 2016, Jordan and I, um, kind of looked at what is uh, available in terms of education for our clients, right. which are property management companies, and the high-level entrepreneurs really didn't have a way to have graduate-level education. In other words, NARPOM's done a phenomenal job getting people to know how to run the property management business. How about how to grow it, right? How about how to get profitable? That wasn't available. So we said, you know, we'll just do it, <laughs> we'll do it ourselves. And that well, that's when the PM Grow was born. PM Grow Conference is the only conference that focuses on growth. Exclu uh, explicitly and exclusively. Correct. Marketing, uh, profitability, but growth. Um, growth is, is the name of the game. And so that is happening in April uh, 17th through 19th in here in Austin, Texas. Um, and we're doing a visit tomorrow. And talking about excitement, uh, there's, well, you and I both handpicked the lineup. So every year, man, like, I can't really say who I'm not excited about. There might be one name there. <laughs> You're going to get yourself not, in trouble here. It's not, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I'm excited about everybody. But let, let, let's talk about like th this is one of the things, folks, you are listening. You're probably attending. If you're not attending, it's worth at least taking a look. I'll tell you what. Here's how you kind of self-qualify whether you want to attend this conference or not. There's only two reasons you attend this conference. One is you are an entrepreneur who is growing or getting ready to grow. You know, the business is able to scale and you want to go and learn how to do that. Two is you want to go meet the people just like you. Like those are the two reasons you want to be there, right? And and if you find yourself with, within those two, I think the one opportunity for growing your business that has not been discussed as widely or has it's not really there's no teaching available in that realm is referrals, building real to really strong real to referral network. A lot of companies, when I'm as a marketing company, I talk to folks and I say, well, how do you guys been growing over the last few years? They say, well, referrals, meaning that they haven't done any marketing and all they were relying on are referrals. But how do you 
How do you like mm. 10x that? How do you actually meaningfully uh, get, invest time and effort in building a system that will 10x that referral growth? So a lot of times when people say referrals, that's kind of AKA what it really means is that they don't actually have a formal marketing program in place, which is a shame because referrals can be a significant, meaningful, well-structured channel and not just the default thing that you say when you have no marketing program in place. That's probably what I'm most excited about hearing from with Michael Meyer. How did we get hooked up with this guy? Like, what was the backstory on that? You know, I don't remember. Um, you probably recall, but for the audience, again, who if you haven't really clicked on Michael Meyer link on the PMGrowSummit.com, you don't know who this guy is at all. If you are in real estate at all, you probably have heard of this guy. He's a he's a you know a renowned trainer in the real estate realm. But his shtick is he's the most referred realtor in America because he built this this phenomenal network of referrals. Of course, he's got a book that you basically sent me. wasn't how Wasn't this how I um, how we met him? Oh, this this was Mike. This was different. This was Joey Coleman. Yeah, I think what it was was that we had heard. I just he's kind of he's broadly known in the real estate community. The channel strategy was interesting. People talk about realtor referrals as a meaningful component of growth, but it's really not structured. He was the first guy that we met that actually had a real structured program mm. around that, and that was kind of the initial spark of interest. Right, right. And so what we've done with um, with Michael is uh, we've not only he's going to deliver this blistering talk on on how to think about and how to put together a strong referral program, but also there'll be a, a, an available uh, class or webinar series. Uh, we're not sure, not, not quite sure yet, but that will basically guide those who are interested to explore this avenue and actually build a referral network. There'll be a takeaway and there'll be also opportunity to sign up for a class that will sort of really put together all the components you need to have that strategy implemented. So I'm really excited about that. Be honest with you, it, it nobody is really an authority on this subject in this industry right now. People talk about all kinds of things. Not from accounting standards, you talk about owner education events, you talk about pocket listings, those are all cool and new things. Who's talking about referrals? Nobody. We're gonna we're gonna open this. PM Grow Summit is gonna be another another innovation from PM Grow Summit. We're gonna put some framework around building a referral network. Enough on that. Let's move on. So well, last, thing, you, last thing I got to say on that, what I dig about that is that when you say real estate trainer, people are thinking Tom Ferry, people are thinking motivation, rah, rah, rah. This dude is surgical, mm. surgical, tactical, specific, not general. That's the utility there. My top pick that I want to highlight is Chris Clothier from Memphis Invest. Most people have not heard of this guy. He runs a turnkey operation. He's been in the business for a long time. This is a second generation entrepreneur. Mm. He has been prolific in terms of content creation. And in my view, I think he's one of the best in the game around content marketing that is not a uh, venture-backed, PE-backed fund. This guy has a really, really interesting model. The turnkey stuff aside, the angles that he's taken and the way that he's actually used data and partnerships and platforms like Bigger Pockets to get at the audience of investors that he wants to work with, and that's really the tightest fit with this turnkey-based model, fascinating to me. I've been chasing this guy for two years now. Finally got him on the hook. He's going to be there opening up the playbook of what's really worked for him at scale. This isn't just like a blog post. This is like hiring researchers to do uh, cold calling to investors and to package that up in a beautiful ebook to find channel partners to push the content. That's my number one pick. All right, who do you have next in your fantasy league? May I ex uh, expand a little bit on the content marketing right. side of things? All right, hit me. What you got? All right, so 2012 started four and a half with a Marcus Sheridan kind of concept, right? Hey, right. if you produce educational content, the premise is, it was unproven, but the premise was if you produce educational content, you will get interested eyeballs, the correct eyeballs on your content, and then those eyeballs eventually will convert to customers. That premise was proven and it's a factual, you know, it's a factual statement now, people are doing it every day, um, some doing better than others, but it works. 
this guy took it to the absolute next level like that i'm excited about that uh, you know we're talking we're still all on the ground here ground forces kind of doing do, doing our uh, every day he's he's out there in the in the helicopter land right uh flying over uh <laughs> and seeing the troops right and so that that's kind of that's how i compare him compared to like your your normal small business content marketing approach yeah which is filming a lot of videos which is which is great but uh he's he's definitely took another level so i think um i think building an inbound strategy is a moat around your business so, you know we're talking about all these vc uh, venture-backed private equity-backed businesses you know starting up there's a lot more have you heard of a company called belong they just came out of stealth from you, man. Yeah, yeah from yeah. you. I saw some of the crazy offers that they're running. Yeah. So Silicon Valley, like, we're not here to advertise them, but Silicon Valley is has been a, a birthplace of a lot of these companies. But not it's it's not it's not only from there, right? It's only not only tech background. There's a lot of private equity um, back, you know, property management companies that are doing roll ups. They're doing innovative stuff. There's just there's something that's going to come out that's going to blow people people minds. At, you know, every other week. So it's relevant on so, the level though of like what can we learn and apply in a small business, medium sized operation. That's what's really of interest stick, to me. This is this is what I, I was just about to make a point, Jordan. Check this out. Content is your sort of is your fence is your moat. This is how because property management business boys and girls is extremely local. What happens is you need to build your location before they come. And it doesn't matter if their prices are lower. It doesn't matter if they pay a year rent up front. If you are a top educator, if people know who you are, if they plug in a question in Google related to property management, you come up first and you explain that question and you help them, the law of reciprocation dictates very distinctly and clearly that you will get the first phone call when they're ready to hire you. So no content, no moat, you're gonna compete bare knuckles on Google AdWords with guys that have millions, girls that have multi-million dollar businesses. What are you gonna do then? Build your content, Chris Clothier is gonna give us a playbook, but I will, I will say that that's gonna be a big moat in your business because, because it's location, so location specific. You are in Austin, start talking about Austin real estate. Start talking about Austin investment market. Take the leadership now, and you have the leads coming to you nonstop. Your customer acquisition costs will go down six months, 12 months, 24 months. You'll have your customer acquisition costs. Enough of that. I'm getting excited about this. This is how you do it, Jordan. Yeah, so you're trying to segue, bro, but you brought it up. I got to finish it out. Yeah. The reality is most people look at content marketing as a still a transactional tactic as opposed to an extension of their values. I'm all about getting in alignment with the customer and recognizing that the prospect is your customer as well, just not yet. So do you treat that person as such? Are you adding value in the entirety of the life cycle? And is your business and is your brand about adding value? That's what I'm about. Like, for example, on this podcast, I can be doing a bunch of statistics to assess how many leads come off of it. That would be cool, but I don't because this is my values is to add value. And I think that's what people can get behind without having to think in terms of it's either APM or content marketing. Which should I do? Well, we could think about the efficacy of these two things in terms of generating leads, but in terms of the energy, the thrust, and the meaning, and the purpose behind them, these are two radically different propositions, and you should be able to intuit. Are you looking to just swipe a credit card and get leads that you're scrapping over, or are you looking to connect with your audience, tell a story, and express a bigger picture journey that you're going to take customers on beyond simply being a gopher to show up and do inspections? That's why i got to say on that topic, man. But moving on just to some other um, speakers that we're both excited about. For me, the next one in line is gonna be the talk that Danny Craig and Ray Hespin are giving on data around maintenance. Last year, there was some groundbreaking, innovative data that we released at PM Grow. 
This year, we're going to be repeating that with a little bit more of a of a lower level focus around ops. Specifically, we've been working with Ray over at Property Meld for a number of months now to really examine what the trends and patterns around maintenance are that are connected to profitability. Ray looks at it in terms of the efficiency of the operation. We bring in that profit-based focus. You marry up the two, you get some really interesting information. So I'm super stoked about presenting that data. Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, Ray, is Ray listening to your podcast? <laughs> we'll find out. Ray, uh, we better get that integration finished with uh, reputation.com by the time PM Grow starts because, you know, it's the right thing to do. And a lot of folks will, will, will look forward to being able to request, uh, requesting their reviews uh, if they use uh, Meld uh, automatically, our four and a half customers. So... I like that you come on keep my that podcast keep to that send your message to Ray. Oh, oh, he knows. He knows what's up. Uh, we just we, we we play a lot, but but he's a, he's a definitely a doer, man. I, I respect that guy a lot. It's going to be a great a great presentation, and so is Danny. Your Danny is uh, is, is magical. Like I, I can I can hardly catch a long time with him, but when I do, it's always educational. It's always enjoyable. He's so he's, a, good time. he's, a, good he's a busy little bee, man. We got that Narpham County standard rolling out in less than. 20 days. It's uh, I'm super stoked about that. A lot of big things popping. You want to talk about that a little bit? Give us a little bit of a scope what that what that looks like. Yeah, so that'll be a little bit of a highlight at PM Grow as well. But really, at broker owner is that where that's going to be a much bigger deal. So we're going to release that at broker owner. That is comprised of four documents, including a financial controls guide, a benchmark. Uh, study a metrics and definitions guide that lays out what the key financial metrics are and how they are defined. So we're all talking about things apples to apples. And I'm super stoked about it. I mean, this really has the potential to transform the industry if people adopt the fourth document, which is the chart of accounts. And I know that they will. But by standardizing how the books are structured, while still allowing people to have flexibility to express how you do business in a unique way, but having the chart of accounts roll up to something that is standardized means that it radically simplifies the ability to report on the underlying financial performance of the industry, which enables the kinds of conversations that if we want to be entrepreneurs, rather than simple, simply operators within a given niche, it's the kind of conversation we need to be having. I know that you've seen the power of this because what I appreciate about you is that while you talk a lot about sales and marketing, you're not on that as a overly myopic thing. You're talking about that in the holistic big picture, right? Like what happens if you have the sales and marketing conversation completely divorced from the profit finance conversation? Yeah, unit economics are connected to everything, right? So it, you, have to, you have to know your unit economics before you have a marketing plan, uh, right? You understand what is your tolerance for mm. CAC, for well customer said. acquisition costs, well right? Said. Once you understand your tolerance, you're willing to pay in relation to lifetime value. I want to go too mathy on people, especially Brad, uh, Brad uh, Larson, and, and 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 even Steve roll their eyes when I go math. But look, this accounting standards is is an important piece of that of that uh, aspect where where you go and build a marketing plan with intent. And understanding of your tolerances, rather than just 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 sort throwing of money at it. I do have a question for you, Jordan. Please. This is from entrepreneur to entrepreneur. How are you monetizing this? This this was a monumental effort, right? Money. I mean, you started this two years ago, before the previous PM Grow last conference. Now it's coming out. It's morphing into something. How are you monetizing this, Why, dude? What are you doing? Yeah, it's a great great question. So I remember you kind of looking at me sideways back in the day when I was like, "Hey, I'm going to do this thing, and it's probably going to take a hundred hours." And it turns out it's more like. Thousands. And I said, "I don't want to be a part of it." Like, <laughs> keep me out of this. <laughs> like, it turns out more like thousands of hours. So Narpam brought us on under retainer to implement this project for Narpam after we did the benchmarking study. They saw the potential, got excited. Brad petitioned the board. So we got that locked and loaded. So we're not doing the, the NARP, we didn't build it pro bono, but that said, in terms of the big picture outcome, the big picture outcome is around the fact that Profit Coach is providing a complete one-stop shop for financial solutions. So that's everything from the accounting side to the advisory side. So if you're mm -hmm. looking for a solution that's not just doing the traditional vanilla bookkeeping, but is doing that in light of the big picture finance conversation oriented around profit and 
pushing for profit via operational changes, that's what Profit Coach is providing and scaling into. And we've had really great success with the clients we've worked with. So that's the future. And this is the way for us to get as close as possible to the problem to help transform the industry to be more profit minded. So look, I mean, folks are smart. You got a, you got a smart group of people listening to your show. I'm sure uh, a lot of them listen to my show as well. Um, like, look at what people like Jordan are doing. This is this is to me very impressive. Talking about content marketing, I mean, this is the again top level Everest level of content marketing, right? You don't only just educate on the subject of accounting standards and benchmarking against your peers to understand how well you're performing, but you actually put together a whole research. Right, and then you you take that research study, you validate it, you take it to the largest property management association in the United States, and you ask them, "Hey guys, how about we build something for you based on that study that will standardize uh, performance benchmarks for everyone and and whatever you said, those uh, chart of accounts, all that stuff, and then you go build it." And then they, they actually retain it, pay you a little few shekels. You get that thing in, and now you build this massive authority for Profit Coach, which is which is your other company. Again, I think you're speaking in a lot of ways. People like it's a young company, nobody knows. Profit Coach is what you run, and you do accounting as well as financial advice, right? And so now this is how you stand up a company, boys and girls, right? This is how you stand up a company, right? The Profit Coach could be a couple Facebook ads. Just, hey, are you making profit? Like, is your dollars, you know, is your debits and credits done online? Call Profit Coach. Or email, you know, just spam the hell out of people with, hey, you know, we can help you make a few more shekels. You know, come, come and sign up. No, you build the authority by starting, by putting together content that is untouchable. Like, when is the next time another company is going to come up and do something like this? You know, <laughs> probably never. Right? This will get iterated upon over the years, but this is probably, you know, for the next decade, let's say, this could be a, a viable standard that people judge themselves against. And so that is how you build a business, boys and girls. Just wanted to give an example um, of a doer, not just talker. So It's all in the game, baby. I appreciate Bow that. Bow to you though. for that. That was well done. <laughs> what, what we're talking about is customer Alignment. At the end of the day, we're talking about am I solving for the deepest felt needs of my clients? And I'm not the only one doing that. I see you doing the exact same thing. I see that you have imbibed some changes, inconveniences, infrastructure changes. If we look back at what you were doing four or five years ago to what it's at today, it's a completely different business. It's a completely different service offering. Some folks may have worked with agencies in the past where they're just getting, they're just running a pay-per-click ad. And while pay-per-click is good, bad, the other, depending on how it's executed, at the end of the day, that is one piece of the pie. Just running a pay-per-click ad is the same thing as swiping that card with the APM leads. You get the leads, good luck, figure it out. That is very different than where you're at now. You transi transitioned into a much more consultative model. I've seen some of those business performance reviews that you've done. What are those, are they like 20 pages? I mean, those are these are extensive documents. For you, how would you describe what, how you mentally justified all the work that went into pivoting into a much more partner partnership-based consultative model? Walk me, walk me through your thinking there, because I know that that had to be hundreds and hundreds of hours of effort. It, it sure, sure was, and I think this will be a good um, this will be a good lesson for the folks listening as well. A good example, I wouldn't say good lesson. I don't presume myself to be. Uh, a professor at this yet. We all learn, we all fail, no question about it. But um, although you're writing services business, service businesses, this is what I do. Essentially, it's the same, it's the same situation, very similar setup. And you know, when you start, you start working with what? You start working with any property that comes your way, you take, right? And then you figure out, you dial in who what is it that you do best and how do you do it. And what we found over the years simply is there's a lot of competing interests. So if we solve pay-per-click and social media, somebody else does content or vice versa. You know, there's always this disconnect. Like the one hand is doing this, the other hand has no idea what's going on. They're typically one or two or three or the business owner runs a couple of programs, couple of marketing programs. We get to do just AdWords or we get to do just social media or just content. It just gets, 
it, the outcome does not come up, right? And so what happens? The owner says, okay, you know what? This is, I got to cut this off. This is just, this, this is just, I don't know. I can't measure it. So the biggest thing for people is like, I cannot understand. I have the leads, but I don't know if it's from you or from anybody else. So I'm just going to cut it and see if I can just do it on my own. Um, and, and, and look, a lot of us starting service companies, we're not marketers, right? We, we're operators. We'd like, we'd, we'd like to build the shoe, not, not to market and package the shoe. I, you know, I'm all about marketing and, and packaging the shoe. But at the end of the day, um, you need to be able to provide uh, um, um, an immersive service, right, um, uh, for, your, for your client, like holistic, as you called it, right? And so what we've ended up, uh, ended up with is, look, if we are a single throat to choke, mm-hmm. right, if we are that one uh, partner, that is responsible for the outcome. Like there's no hiding. There's no deviation. There's no, like there's no excuses, right? Either the business owner is completely disregarding the relationship and it goes sour or we win. Like there's two, the only two directions because there's constant iterations, constant pivots. And we look at data. We study data. We take the full responsibility for the business growth. Now, Right, that five years ago, there were not a lot of companies really interested in that kind of aggressive growth. So we're going to step up. Right. You know, it's, we're talking, you know, you're going to have to thirty to $50,000 a year marketing budget. You want to grow by 150 properties, 200 properties, big boy pants, big girl skirts, you know, put them, put them on. You're going to spend money. You're going to spend money. Five years ago, that was, if, if, if somebody throw out a $30,000 marketing budget per year, there would be like, everybody would leave the room. There would be nobody left. Right now, I would say at PM Grow, most people spend more than that. And so how do you spend that wisely? Who do you trust to spend it in the best possible way in your territory? That's, that's kind of what we've built. And I know it's a long way to talk about this, but the connection with a property management company would be finding the best way to service your client, the best the perfect client profile, mm, mm. right? Identify who that property is, but service them from multiple ways, like service all of their real estate needs. Don't be just a property manager, right? I talk, talk about CBUs all the time, complementary business units. You gotta be able to advise them on their real estate investment portfolio. You gotta be able to help them buy and sell investment properties. You gotta be able to help them uh, renovate, right? There's, there's, these are like natural connections, but there are other things you can do. So what is your take on this kind of, a, and, and you kind of building that empire too, right? So Lead Simple helps with CRM, but then you have profitability. Same customer, mm-hmm. right? Then you have RentScale, mm-hmm. which is coming up now. Maybe it's a secret I just gave away. I don't know. <laughs> RentScale is going to train people on sales, although you'll be yammering about it on social media. Sure so enough. I think it's, yeah. So, so now you basically, again, a customer, and now we partner with four and a half, right? A, technically, a customer who signs up for Lead Simple they can pretty much get everything they need to grow and run their business, right? Profitably. So here's the parallel. The parallel for those of you listening at home is this. Are you interested and willing in taking ownership for the outcome for your client? Or do you just want to provide your services and say, hey, you know, I did my my part. You go figure the rest out. This is a high calling. It's not for everybody. Yep. But it feeds my soul and it provides me meaning to solve for as much of the outcome and the most significant outcomes for my clients as possible. And that's why I'm willing to go whole hog. That's why you're willing to go whole hog and really saying, hey, it's all or nothing. I want to solve for either the whole thing. I don't, I want, to have, I don't want to have a transactional relationship. I don't. I think part of that is also related to what Scott Fritz is going to be talking about, Mm. which is de-risking the proposition for the customer by you taking on more of the risk, by you packaging an offering that provides as little risk as possible and addresses the deepest felt needs of your prospects, this is how you grow. This is how you build a moat and a defensible strategy. Scott's going to be talking about this in the form of guarantees. We looked at his deck the other day. What stood out from you in terms of what he was kind of positioning against in terms of how that might pair against a, a traditional offering that most property management companies are pushing? Um, you know, you put me on the spot here because I, I, I didn't look at his deck. 
Did you review his deck? Did, I lo- did you you and I both do it? Because I don't remember doing it together. Yeah, so I, I looked over it briefly. I mean, a lot of the focus was around I, yeah, I didn't see it. tenant guarantees and just being able to ensure that if that tenant comes in and mistreats the property, we're going to take care of you. We're going to have your bases covered. It's just another way of eliminating risk, which is what people want. People want the outcome. They don't want a 10% possibility of the outcome and to gamble. People Mm. want the outcome. If you're willing to step up and to guarantee the outcome, the floodgates will open. Let's talk about the outcome that is behind marketing. You're doing the lead gen. You got it figured out. It's working. Your cost per lead is low. Cost per lead is a measure of the quality of your marketing execution. CAC combines the impact of of both marketing and sales. Sales sits behind marketing. It's something that we're attacking with RentScale. Partnered up with Juicy Results run by Jeremy Pound. He's my partner in crime over there. I'm super excited about bringing this offering to the market because we see that there's a lot of interest around hiring BDMs. But I, without even talking about this ahead of time, I know that you have seen a significant amount of churn and false starts in the sales hire function for your clients. Tell me that's true. Mm. That's, so I'm gonna give an example, okay? So I have, I have this, this customer um, that was like, okay, I'm ready to elevate and, and I'm ready to, to go to the next level. So what is, uh, what, what it, how can we enhance this relationship? And I'm like, well, we have a guarantee plan that covers the website and uh, uh, everything related with content and reputation, it's just, it's just all, um, holistic approach to us running all your market. He's like, okay, I'm interested. How do we do it? I'm like, well, first of all, let's conduct the business performance review. This is the, the document we talked about. Mm-hmm. So this is where we look at um, essentially every aspect of the business from a perspective of customer acquisition, from, from the time that they created some kind of interest, top of the funnel, all the way down to conversion. And what we found with this customer, he's got a couple offices, up north, and what we found was that the marketing was working, and we could we could guarantee we we could easily not easily but realistically guarantee a number of leads he needed needed to get to the growth level he wanted, which was I think like two hundred fifty properties uh, growth between two offices. Okay, so that was all reasonable. His conversion ratio was twelve percent. Mm. Okay. So this is what, I mean, it takes me hours to complete this report. So my team does a lot of work um, and puts the report on my desk. And then what I do, I complete that that last piece, right? So I go through and figure out, uh, put all the numbers together. I have formulas in there. And basically I say, look, if we hit the guaranteed results, like here is what the return on investment is going to be, right? Here's what the customer acquisition cost is going to be. So anyway, for him, there was no way to, to make this work. And, and look, straight up, I'm like, we can't make this work. You mm-hmm. got to up the level. So, so we now, we're still on hold with that particular customer, right? We're not turning on the spigot. He's not spending all kinds of money without fixing this first. Mm-hmm. And he had a BDM. So that, the change had to be made, right? The training had to be done. So this is what you're solving. And this is, I'm very excited about that because I couldn't do the deal Mm. With my client, he's already a client, mm-hmm. but we couldn't expand the relationship because the sales, the closing rate wasn't there. So every lead he pays, whatever he pays, uh, he has to get 10 of them to get one deal. Your conversion rate oh. is a cap on your cost per lead. If your conversion rate is really low, you're radically limited in where you can afford to market. If your conversion rate is really high, the sky's the limit. If you you genuinely, which nobody does, but if you genuinely had a 90% conversion rate, you could afford to do radio, television, billboard, the world is your oyster. If you have a 10% conversion rate, it's tight, and you're gonna burn a lot of marketing dollars. So this function that sits behind, that is underserved, we've talked about a million times, sales and marketing are the least, are the most anemic, underserved, understaffed, underfunded aspects of the business, which is so warped because when you think about the economic productivity that comes from the different functions of the business, sales and marketing would be at the top of the list. I mean, it's completely backwards. And now we're seeing people slowly over time, working towards operationalizing these functions, sales is next. 
I'm super excited about the workshop that we're doing. You're going to be there. You're going to be chiming in on the win methodology. Give me a give me a quick summary, dude. Uh, I, I dig this. I love that. Yeah, give me so, a quick summary. So I get uh, all my 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 sales folks um, and and my sort of how we run the sales uh, organization on our side is win is a critical aspect. Win is basically W-H-I-N acronym stands for what happens if I do nothing. If you don't know that from the prospect conversation, you can't forecast a deal. You can't forecast the deal size and the timeline of that deal closing. In other words, if you don't know what motivates your prospect mm. to move forward mm. or mm. to remain sort of like interested but not at close, you wouldn't understand what's going on. For example, and I don't like this term at all, but is there a bleeding neck situation or this is kind of just poking around? Mm. You know, hey, my, you know, my grandpa is getting older, right? And I'm looking at, you know, he has the th- three homes and I'm figuring out what it's going to cost me to manage those, right? Well, he didn't mention the grandpa uh, being alive at this point, right? You're like, this is not, this is something that may convert in 10 years. I mean, God bless the grandpa, right? But you never know, right? But so if you don't ask, if you're not acquisitive, if you don't position your discovery call and your uh, questions and don't engage your uh, listening skills to the level where you need to, um, you're going to miss this. And you're going to be wasting your time and pissing off mm. the consumer mm. by trying to like, you know, follow up with them and, and, and badger them with your, um, you know, emails and your calls when clearly if you ask the questions, if you really conduct the discovery and you understand what the win is, what happens if I do nothing? Well, in this case, nothing because grandpa is alive. So put him in a nurturing and move on. Don't mm-hmm. waste your time. Sorry, I know tapping on the table is a stupid idea when doing a podcast. Indeed. I knew that. <laughs> Indeed. But, but I'm passionate. And I'm excited. And so put him in a nurturing campaign and forget it and move on. Okay? And let the nurturing do the job for you. On the other hand, when you have the same phone call, and, and this is, the, you know, we record a lot of phone calls. And I know. I, I, can, I can hear them. I'm not knocking anybody. This is natural. Without the education, without the framework, this is what we gravitate to. We are masters of our trade, Jordan. I want to talk. I want to tell you yeah, how good I am. Yes. Oh, do, uh, I already know what you're going to say. I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm going to be just like, eh, <laughs> eh, stop talking. I'm just going to launch into this barrage, right? Because you think you know everything, and we, we, we know our stuff, right? But, you know, be patient. Um, so basically, I, I don't want to give it all away, but, but that is the small little piece that I'm going to teach on in that class, but Jeremy, of course, is gonna bring the boat. He's, be- he's gonna park it, <laughs> and he's gonna get everybody on board. <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing the heat. Yeah, I'm stoked. I love that you shared that. You're gonna unpack that further. I just I couldn't agree more with the last thing that you said. If you don't have priority in mind by default, you just puke it out and you talk about everything. You completely miss the boat. Mm. Priority, clarity in every aspect of business is what drives that focus. Um, so in terms of what you're doing here, you're here for, for what? Why are you in town? Well, they'll come see you. Austin is awesome. I mean, those, those two, those two were major factors. I'll be honest with you. I uh, do. I, we are attending Texas, uh, NARPM, mm-hmm. uh, conference. I'm excited about meeting some friends there. You and I are taking some clients to dinner. Absolutely. That's exciting as well. I'm here with John, my business partner. And you know, as a CEO of the company, I got to get myself out uh, next to the customer, belly to belly, shoulder to shoulder. I'm excited about that. I'm not looking to, I don't, I probably, we're probably not going to get a single lead out of this. Maybe a couple, right? But I'm going to shake a lot of hands for current customers. And I'm going to, you know, at the dinner, we're going to get really down and understand what concerns our customers have, what property managers are talking about today. This is where I get my podcast topics. This is where I go. Um, and collect my best knowledge and th- topics that I'm going to research on f- further. So that's what I'm excited about. So you're here to press the flash, here to be in the market, but we're also here to do that site visit. Let's end talking. <laughs> and the site visit, yes. <laughs> Let's end talking a little bit about what's different with this year's PM Grow. We're in year three. Year one blew it up. It was a big deal. There was a lot of, it was felt in the industry. Year two, there was a lot of buildup. There was a lot of excitement. There's a lot of expectation that this thing has to be 
the greatest thing since sliced bread. I mean, some people it had was. probably had a level of expectation beyond that that no conference could have delivered on. But I think we got close. But there's always some some mistakes. There's always some some areas for improvement. How would you position how this year is either going to be similar or different to the last two? Hmm. I think the last year we've got folks attending who just heard the buzz that it was the best, but they were not in a frame of mind to actually grow the company. Maybe they weren't ready. So we've heard, but we've heard repeat attendees give us phenomenal feedback. We've had some that said, hey, you know, I want to scale back. I don't want to, I want to see this agenda for next year. I'm not sure if I'm going to come back. But most people, like by far, and this is why my company is called Four and a Half Jordan. We're not here to please everybody. I'll be honest with you. Sprezzatura. Sprezzatura, yeah. That's a, oh, you remember that? It's like the Italian thing for with within a perfect outfit, outfit, right? Perfect outfit. Example, something has to be just intentionally wrong just so it, it catches the imagination and the eye and, and it, it becomes a little bit of a pizzazz. And for, for me, it's the anti-shoelaces at this point, right? So that's what Sprezzatura is. But we're not here to please everybody. And I think a lot of people attended on the buzz from year one, right? This is, right now, our ticket sales are hot. We're doing well. Boys and girls, go get yourself a ticket. Do yourself a favor. Be among the best in the industry. But do know that this is for those who are looking to grow. Mm. Like seriously looking to grow. And in this industry, honestly, either you grow or you die. I'd say there's three stages. You grow, you prepare to grow. Because this is what we had to do as a company. I had to restructure my whole organization to grow now, to position to where we are now, where we're on a high growth path yet again. But we had to take a step step back. You know, you implemented EOS. Andy Moore is going to talk about that. I mean, dude, I can talk another whole show on EOS, oh, Entrepreneur yeah. oh, Operating oh, System, man. the book called Traction. That is, is a life-changing kind of opportunity for your business. But I'm just saying, so you prepare for growth, come and attend, because you will grow next year, you will need this data, you will need this information, you will need the connections. Okay? If you're growing now, come and attend, because you have to know this stuff to be on the edge. But if you're not ready, don't come. Don't come, right? It's just not going to hit the right notes for you. You need to educate yourself, make sure your staff is ready, make sure your business is positioned to grow. Not everybody needs to grow. Uh, you're right. You're absolutely right. That's an honest yeah. admission. Yeah. Another thing that you said that I can confirm is around churn. We know from the benchmarking study, industry average churn is 24%. That's a fact, brother. Average, wow. A lot of companies are dealing with the level of churn that means that good growth keeps them going sideways. And this is the conversation that not everybody has is, are we talking net new doors or are we talking the number that <clears throat> that you added in total over the year? So are we talking about the actual number that you're going to end the year with or are we talking about the number that you signed the PMA with? So even if you don't necessarily want to get to 1,000 doors or 10,000 doors, you got to pay the bills with growth, market sell-off, change, transition. I think... Being able to understand the growth picture and make an informed decision from that position of knowledge and awareness, that's the right place to make the informed decision about growth from. And I mm. think that's really empowering to a lot of folks. I like how you put it. This is, this is very important. No magic bullet will, be, will all of a sudden be uh, uh, delivered at the event. You're going to need to work for all of it. Like referrals, you want to build it? Oh, you got to work for Hustle. it. Right? Hustle. But you will have a playbook. And those of you who are kind of a high level, like the Kevin Ortners of this world and, and folks who run you know, multi-office locations that are growing pretty fast, you will take a, a, a nugget or two that will significantly you know, up, up level your, um, your outcome because this is, you've, you already have a playbook, now you're gonna add a few like, really cool new chapters to it that are, are going to help you uh, continue with the growth. So those are the folks need to need attending. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a great conference. I'm really excited about it. And Jordan and I are gonna do a visit later to today. Tomorrow. T tomorrow. We're gonna to do it tomorrow. We're gonna to check out the event, make sure the spacing is good and all that. So we're putting a lot of a lot of time and effort into it's this. It's our baby. It's our lot. It's our baby. It's our face. So you come there, you know, come there, see our face, see what we're all about. Hey, you brought it up. I wanna do a quick gut check on EOS. 
I don't want to be a hypocrite here promoting concepts that we're not practicing. We both read the book independently. This wasn't a joint effort. We weren't powwowing. But we mm-hmm. both read the book around the same time, started implementation around the same time. I am approximately a quarter into EOS properly, not just the aspiration, but actually sitting down, having the meetings, et cetera. How far are you in with implementing EOS? Um, we are we are fully in. We're fully in. But how long have you had it going for? So this is going to be, uh, so we just started our second quarter. So the first, the last quarter of the year was our first. We just started our second quarter. So we dial things in like crazy. We're still, the, the, but the infrastructure is there. Right? The infrastructure, the scorecards, yeah, we understand where we have a problem. The leadership team team meet, meets every week, and we have um, put we put stuff on the issues list that we discuss that we know it's organizational problem, and we make a decision uh, to upgrade the issue into a, a specific rock, which is what we're all going to pull towards. There's just a, a discipline around running a business mm. and KPI, key performance indicators in the business, and and people are stepping up. I'm just so impressed. I can't say enough, Jordan. I can't say enough how different my organization, my company is today from where it was uh, even a year and a half, two years ago. Back then, what happened is we have a problem. What do you do? You hire somebody. You have another problem? Uh, you're growing fast. We're growing 40, 50% a year. Inc. 5000, fastest growing company in 2017. I can afford it. Uh, you got a problem? Throw another body at it. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what's what, and we it caught up with us. Mm-hmm. It caught up with us, and so we almost like got stood up, and then we had to, we had to, we had to make this change. But to be honest with you, I've read the book a while back, and I thought we were different. Mm. Right? Wow! So, I had so, this experience as well. Yeah. So I thought I was special, and I didn't need this. So I thought, wow, this is a very well thought out system. But man, I'm gonna get everybody behind this. Implementing this thing is gonna be a bear. We're doing so well. It's gonna stagnate growth potentially uh, for the period of implementation while we digest it. And it's true. It's true. Right? Um, you can't do everything. You have to focus your team on getting this done. So six months, you gotta be, you know. Duck, duck, duck in and get it done. But um, so, so yeah, it's, it's, it, it wasn't true. We were not different. We broke, just like every company. We hit the black hole and we had to remake ourselves. What, what are you getting out of this quarter way in? All right. So for those that don't know, because we didn't unpack this at all, the book is Traction. There's a whole bunch of them. Traction is the one that we read to get the inspiration. I had the same experience. I read it a while back. That eh, so-so. It just didn't really resonate with me at the time. Where I'm at right now, this is a management framework. There are other management frameworks, and they may be as good or better. I have no clue. But I needed a management framework, Mm. not I'm in charge and we're going to make decisions and kind of have some loosey-goosey meetings. We needed structure, accountability, protocol that other people can reference and that is external in nature. These aren't my ideas. This isn't how I think a meeting should be run. This is a tested framework, and that gives the team a lot of confidence, and it makes it less about me and more about the organization as a whole. In terms of what I'm getting out of it, let me distill it down to this. What I'm getting out of it is ongoing engagement and accountability. My team knows what is happening, and they are asking questions. So when I tell somebody that this is the priority, this is what we're committed to, when that comes out of my mouth, I'm thinking harder about it, Alex, because there's, they're going to ask me, did things go as planned? Why, did we, why didn't we hit the mark? There, on occasion, are some uncomfortable conversations or at least some conversations that weren't happening before that have really caused me to step up as a leader in terms of the amount of accountability that I'm bringing to the organization and everybody else as well. That alone is worth its weight in gold. The other thing that I'm getting out of it is the focus on the rocks. The fact that the rocks are held up and everything passes through the lens of, is this going to facilitate the rock? And if not, is it going to take away from that rock actually getting completed? That's had a radical impact on how we prioritize and budget our work. Mm. Yeah, and and this is kind of how... (laughs) How things were, um, and I laugh at this because this was just recent, and I'm thinking, oh, it's all it's old history. That's how I used to run the business. Yeah, I used to run the business like 
um, hey, let's do this, John and I. Like, let's do this. We're all like, hey, let's do this. We, 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 go, we all do it. We get it done. It's pretty cool. Or it doesn't work. Whatever. But the next thing is always there. And hey, let's go do this. And the company grew. So we got to like 15 people. And I'm still like, hey, let's do this. And everybody's like, yeah, let's do it. So we have this this bunch of people, old, old Cody, old, old researcher, trying to do this one thing. And then it shifts because I'm like, I have the pulse of the market. I feel like I'm I'm listening, my ears to the ground. I'm, I'm a good listener, right? I love this business, I love property management world, and I'm here, so I know what's next. And the second I realize what we should do next, I point the whole organization that way, and everybody's like, yeah, let's do the next thing. And so I just worked my team to death, and then we ended up just just basically accomplishing not very much, right? Because, because there was no discipline. And now, if I tell people, hey, let's all go do this, here's what happens. Michael stands up and says, yeah, propose it on the next L10 meeting and we'll all discuss mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. and we'll decide if it's going to be a rock mm-hmm. for next quarter, if it's that significant. If it's not that significant, then we'll put it on the issues list. We'll see how it measures up against the, what we've decided to focus on this quarter, the rocks for current quarter, and then we'll decide if we're going to together, if we're going to take action. Now, ultimately, I have the right to override everything. Mm, mm, but mm. use that with caution, because what happens is you undermine your team. You bring your team to well be said. better than you. Well said. Right? You don't want to undermine your team. You still have that in your back pocket. I still have it. I used it once. I whipped it out. I slapped everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you to do that sparingly, man. You got to have some wisdom yeah. About, yeah. about pulling that out. You can't do it very often. Man, this has been great. I'm really excited about what we got cooking on in April. The last thing I want to say to our listening or watching audience is we want the outcome that you want for coming. In order to facilitate that, we need to know what it is. We think it is. We've done a lot of due diligence. We're in the market. We're pressing the flesh, talking to people. But it's also individual to each company. So as you're listening or watching, We would love to know what your specific agenda and goals are for showing up. Send an email to team at pmgrowsummit.com with why you're coming and what your number one thing is that you're trying to get out of it. Alex and I would love to walk into this event knowing what that is so we can make sure that it happens for you. Or we can give you some feedback and say, hey, you know what, that's not necessarily what this event is designed for. But it's if it's within the area of growth, change, transformation, profit, not hardcore ops issues, we'd love to talk about that with you. We'd love to make the connections, right? Like in that room, there's going to be a couple hundred people and we know at least half of them, probably three quarters. Yeah, yeah. We can make connections between, hey, you need to talk to... These are the people that have had that experience. So shoot us an email, team at pmgrowsummit.com. Let us know why you're coming and we'll help prep in advance to make it a win for you. My man, thanks for coming out. Let's let's do this thing. Always a good talk on off the air. All right. Godspeed. Thank you. Talk soon.